You're listening to the Just Jazz and Co podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of ambitious careers with me, Just Jazz, and many guests. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and R&B. I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yep, you heard me. Desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Hey folks, how are you all doing? I hope it is well. I'm trying a new thing where I record a live that eventually ends up on the podcast but also gets to live on here um and here could be anywhere you could be joining me live on Instagram or you could be watching this playback on LinkedIn but I thought I'd take a moment this year to start to do some episodes that are a little bit more around my career experience. Many of you know I work full time as well as running my business and that means that there's a lot that folks come to me to work on that I have personal experience on and I was challenged by a good good friend, you've got to have yourself a good good friend, to actually share some of the behind the scenes of that. So I'll be releasing these episodes monthly. Yes, it is the 12th of April and I'm going to be recapping March. Don't worry, we're going to get tighter and closer to the end of the month. But I'll be releasing these monthly just to give you a behind the scenes perspective of my own career, the things that it's teaching me, the things that it is bringing to, I guess, my front door Um, and also the lessons learned because I'm a big believer that if something that I share can help you today, then why would I not share it? Yesterday, I recorded a podcast episode. It's coming out in the summer. And um, before we hit record, my very special guest asked, you know, why do I do the podcast? And I said, I think there's something quite magical in sharing our stories generously because two things happen when we do that. Um, The first thing that happens is someone else gets to learn from what we're going through or what we went through. And the second thing is we get a chance to actually sit in that moment of, wow, that was me. Yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, I navigated that. So it's my hope that the first part is something that it can be for you. And of course, the second part is already happening from the moment that I hit record on this. The other thing that I will say in terms of housekeeping If you're joining this live, if you've got any questions, thoughts, reflections, share them below in the comments or share it when it's saved to the feed. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, on Spotify, we can have a whole chat. So like, it's a real human. It is me. (laughs) When you answer my question there or you ask any deepening questions, like I want to be as supportive and resourceful to all of you as possible. So March, zooming all the way back a month. Uh, My march actually started off uh, with a trip to Jamaica. And I say trip to Jamaica lightly. Um, There was a bereavement in my family. um, So we flew out there to hold the funeral. And when I say we, as in like siblings, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, um, I can't say that we've traveled like this in a long time. Um, And for me, it come just at the point where my journey with my full-time role with Mixed Panel was coming to a close. So it was almost the, I guess, the most bittersweet thing to have like appeared this year 
in the sense that I had the space and the capacity to just be present in the moment, be present with my family, be present with my own process and reflections. Um, And over those 10 days, as the high achiever that I am, I brought my journals and I brought my book and I brought my laptop and I was like, I'm going to get all this stuff done because I'm the type of person, the minute that they switch off that seatbelt light on the airplane, I'm like, let's go. Let's go, right? I've written chapters of my book on planes. I've designed programs on planes. I've outlined podcasts on planes. Like planes are my happy place. I remember traveling for for work to LA and I was typing so ferociously that the person next to me was just like, is this work? Like, who do you work for? Like, what do you work for? And I was like, um, it's not. Like I'm traveling for work, but like this is this is my business. So this is like joy and this is like inspiration just pouring out of me. And he was just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I could tell like there was almost like a, a paternal concern of like, oh my goodness, this is an 11 hour flight. She's been typing um, ferociously for about an hour. Did all of that, brought all of those bits, did nothing with them. And it was so interesting because I had to... Uh, I guess, take my own medicine because my cousin, we were sitting by the pool and she was just like, I brought my book. I haven't read anything. I haven't done any writing, any reflection. And I just looked her in the eye and I said, this is how it was meant to be. Both of us are wired very similarly. I think that was a big thing that came out of this holiday is that I very much realized how much several members of my family are wired the same way. I.e. I'd get up at like 5.30 in the morning to, just because my brain's up. I'm also an early bird also want to hit the sunrise. And it's like, I'm minding my business, drinking a cup of tea, you know, just reading some stuff or doing whatever I'm doing. And like, my dad would wave at me or my aunt will come up to me and it's like, why are we all awake? Um, And I want to take this space to apologize to our, our, our roommates in these scenarios because us early birds, like sometimes we're not as quiet as we should be moving around the room. But I digress, right? That was a delightful thing to discover that a few of us are really, really those real early birds. And we also go to bed at <laughs> bedtime as well. But the biggest thing that I found in those 10 days is how important it is to have time with your thoughts. Walking along the coastline at sunrise with just me and my thoughts. I'm a big fan of transcribing my thoughts. I've got some good friends that I send voice notes to. Oh gosh, even as I'm recording, there we go. Sister's in the comment and she's just like, yeah, she's dropped emojis. But if you're watching this, you can see the emojis. um, And that is the sister that I'm extending the apologies to. I just want to say also by about a couple of days, I learned to move quieter in the deep darkness of 5 or 5.30 a.m. And I just left the room, you know, because that's what you got to do if you want to be considerate. Um, but yeah, during this time, uh, journals were untouched. It was meant to be that way, right? Because it's not every day do the productive thing. Sometimes rest and be alone with your thoughts. And in those early morning sort of strolls, I was able to just be unplugged, truly unplugged. And if I had thoughts, I shared them with friends who very thankfully will accept a 22 minute voice note. <laughs> Um, or I transcribed them for myself for later, right? There was that element of there is no rush. Let's be present, right? A coach that I work with, um, she said something that I, I stay that stays with me to this to stay, which is be where your feet are. And that can be really, really difficult when you're always on the go. There's always things that you want to pursue and you want to move towards. You can always be thinking about what's next. But in that process, you're discarding what is there. I knew that. 
I didn't know when I'd next see the next, you know, Jamaican sunrise. So every moment that I was there, I wanted to savour it. And sunrise is quite an interesting metaphor, I guess, framework or perspective for it, because once the sun's risen, it's risen. Like there were some mornings I didn't get up in time for the sunrise and it was like, oh my gosh, out of the days that I could have seen it, I missed it today, right? That sort of um, uniqueness, right? It's, it's what we mean when we say you will never live today twice, right? You'll, you'll live it once and that's what it is. And you want to be, you want to be present with that. You want to be intentional with that. And then the other thing that I found was a a real permission to prioritize pleasure, to prioritize joy, um, to prioritize sort of fulfillment and, and just being intentional about the things that you want to do, right? I got there and I had the massage that I see on the films, which is like on the beachfront. And my family was just like, you were, what? Huh? And I was like, I don't care. This is an experience that I want. And I think that allowed me to really fill my cup um, in a very, very unique way. That's often difficult for me to do when I'm in the UK because I've got all of the things around me, all of the pressures are around me, all of the temptations, the agenda, the Eventbrite, the WhatsApp messages. Whereas me, myself, standing on the beach in the grill, I had no other agenda other than to be where I was at that time. And I think it's so powerful for us to gift ourselves moments like that. This very week, I have been interviewing people about their experiences of burnout, overwhelm and underwhelm. And many of them reflected back to me that the way that they navigate burnout, the way that they navigate overwhelm is to travel. And again, like some of us grew up thinking travel is like a luxury and it's just frivolous and it's just joy and it's pleasure. But for some people, travel is actually survival. Travel is actually, this is the only space where I can switch off for better or worse, right? There's no guilt or shame around it. But I think that was another thing as well. When we travel, we get to tap into that sense of wonder. And I think that's something that we downplay when we think about experiences like burnout and overwhelm. And and what I found from even just the small fraction of conversations I've had so far. I I have about 10 more people to sit down and talk with, but there is an element of dismissing the childlike side of us, dismissing play, dismissing pleasure, because we don't believe that we deserve it or we need to earn it. Or, you know, as I say to my husband, let's try not to be broken upon arrival, right? Where you run yourself to the nth degree and you're in that departure lounge, just like, Oh my gosh, can I get some intravenous caffeine? And um, just, you can't even enjoy the joy of the like tradition of getting a really nice yummy meal before you get on the flight or touching down. And if you are a person that drinks, as soon as that light goes off at that cart's coming down, you order your favorite tipple. You can't do any of that because you're just like <clears throat> broken, broken on arrival. And it's so, so important to give ourselves that time, to give ourselves permission to have what I am now calling unproductive rest. No shame, no guilt, no excuses, no, oh, I tried and I did that and I, nah, none of it. You don't need to do it. A hundred percent. I can see in the chat, yeah, travel does that for me. It's a switch off. And it's interesting. I never used to, I used to make this joke about my dad, right? That if you want to get him to stop working, and my dad works for himself. So for context, he does what he loves which I understand so deeply now. But when I was a child, it was like, to get dad to stop working, you had to take him out of the country. Bearing in mind, this is in like the 90s and the early thousands when data wasn't datering. You know, like if you're out of the country, you're going to be paying so much money for just a phone call. So it was that, like, there was an actual disconnect. Don't get me wrong. I had Wi-Fi in Jamaica and I'll explain why in a little bit. 
But, you know, that's what I used to joke about my dad. And then I realised I'm that same person. And then this trip was the trip to show me that I had potential to do it another way. I had potential to, to actually separate it. You know, and this year I'm, I'm so happy that I do have times like this, which is unproductive rest put in, but I've also got business masterminds and retreats with my biz buds. Calling them biz buds feels really, really weird, but it is literally that, right? We went to Liverpool in November for a long weekend and just set the world on fire. And it's like having those separate spaces is so, so, so important and giving yourself permission and letting yourself know that you don't need to be broken on arrival. And that was a big thing for me. The next big thing was really going through the experience of um, the restructure, which then ultimately resulted in me taking redundancy, really double tapped on something which I've shared inside my Vault community, um, where there's a private podcast episode, all about, are you still ambitious if you don't get the promotion? Are we still ambition, ambitious, sorry, if we don't have the trinkets, the awards, the rewards, right? Are you still that high achiever if you're taking it slow a little bit, right? Are you still a hard worker if you're giving 99% this week? And it's such an interesting play around because I found myself in a space where I was a community manager without a community to manage. So am I still a good community manager, right? So then when it's time to sit down and apply for jobs, you know, and for anybody who's experiencing this kind of disconnect or like disassociation or just feeling a little bit floaty in it, like the best thing that I did was have conversations with people about what I did. Because it's really important to remind ourselves that even if we don't get recognized, we don't get the award, we don't get to go on, I don't know, the sales leader club, whatever, like whatever it is, it still happened. Do you know what I mean? I think there was definitely a phase in life where it's like, if you didn't take a picture of it on Instagram, did it happen? Your career is still careering, regardless of whether you got the promotion or not. You are still driven, regardless of whether you actually drove yourself to the result or not. This is a big, big thing that we have to realize because otherwise we'll run ourselves ragged and we will run blindly, like as in blindfolded. We will just keep running for the sake of being able to say, I'm a runner. We will keep working hard aimlessly in the wrong environments and in the wrong working cultures and the wrong industries if we don't check in on that and recognize that regardless of what somebody outside of me says, I am who I am. And I was who I was before I stepped in the door. I was who I was before you gave me this role, right? If I use the example of being a community manager, I transitioned into that career. And when I did, it was really clear in my application, but also in the conversation where I was invited to apply. You're doing it anyway, Jazz. You show these skills anyway, Jazz. You're fulfilling these tasks anyway, Jazz. I showed up as me that just so happened to fit that role. And that doesn't change whether you're using that skill or not, right? Some of us know how to ride a bike or we know how to swim. We probably couldn't tell you the last time we rode a bike or swam. That doesn't mean that we don't know how to do those things. That doesn't mean that when somebody asks us, because hello, this is what happens in a recruiting experience. Somebody asks us, can you swim? Can you do 10 meters? They go, can you cycle? Can you do mountain climbing? Like whatever it is, we say yes. And we're only going to say yes if we're in touch with that and anchored in the fact that I am who I am, regardless of what you say about me, what you think about me, what you see in me or what you don't see in me. Right? That's the reality. 
This episode is brought to you by Just Jazz Private Coaching, the six-month one-to-one experience for high achievers to carve their unique careers free from burnout, overwhelm, and underwhelm. With challenging and curious conversations, we get knee-deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell-yeah career instead of a career that feels meh. If this sounds great to you, book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching, where we will map out the what and how of working together. So it's really important in this space, spend time in what I describe as the 3D version of your CV. That includes the things that you couldn't execute in the last role the skills that didn't necessarily fit in the cookie cutter, the strengths, right? I talk about something in my program called your SST, your skills, your strengths, and your talents. Skills, baseline. So I'm going to use an example. Um, skill is copywriting. I probably say I'm like intermediate, right? I'm a lover of words, but there are I could be a bit more succinct, okay? Intermediate, that's a skill, right? Strength, I'm probably going to say that I've got a strength in... Oof, this is interesting. Designing training. I don't know. I'm throwing some stuff out here, folks. Lights in the meeting room. Oh, no. There we go. Um, Talent, public speaking. Different, right? They all can be a skill. They all can be a strength, but very few of those things are your talents. And when we talk about talents, we talk about it being a thing that comes naturally to you. I was... I want to say seven or eight when I sang on national radio and I won tickets to a concert, okay? I was 14 when I DJed for the mayor of Wandsworth. That involves speaking, okay? Wasn't all instrumentals. Last week I was on BBC and BBC One Extra talking about a career topic. Public speaking is a talent and always has been, right? Nobody sat down and taught me how to be a public speaker when I was seven. Nobody taught me how to take the mic and do the announcements at church when I was probably even younger than that. It's been there. I have lifelong touch points of that being there, right? Whereas I use the example of copywriting. Okay, I was good at English. Then when I started business, I realized, oh, copywriting is a whole thing. And then I got into my tech career and developed it, right? I have, again, those milestones and those key points where I've developed it and I've evolved from beginner, intermediate, advanced. So I really want to encourage you to think about those things. Think about the 3D version of your CV, add a little bit of texture into it. Think about the experiences that have nothing to do with the job. Did you travel and your luggage got lost? Talk to me about your resilience then. Yeah? Hello? Did you end up in the middle of somebody's messy breakup? Talk to me about your mediation skills then, right? I'm not saying that we wax lyrical about our besties breakup inside an interview, but recognize that you possess that skill, that strength or that talent. And you still possess it regardless of whether you have a container to flow it into, right? Or to pour it out into. Um, And that will help you stay open. That will help you be anchored. So really make sure that you're being intentional about anchoring yourself in who you are without the title, without the trinkets. The next thing as well was like getting intentional. So the biggest thing that happens is when you tell people you took redundancy, you're in between jobs at the moment, quite literally, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. You get people that want to help you and you get people that are a little bit scared for you because they're like well, I've got this job over here. And you're just like, that is nothing to do with what I do. Please, folks, center your nervous system, okay? Center it. If bills need to be paid, do what you need to do for sure. But moreover, even if you're doing that, 
I really want you to get intentional about what that step looks like. And that's a way of us reframing the scenario to say, actually, if I was still in that role, there would be roles that I wouldn't know about. Like speaking personally for myself, my friend was like, how's it going? I was like, they're still giving folks unlimited annual leave out here in these streets. What? Do you think I would have known that if I was in my role? No. So how can you spot those, those silver linings? And ultimately, when you're looking for a job, when you're in a job, you compare the present to the possibility of that thing. But when you are in a wider space, right, when you have that space, i.e. you don't have a present to compare it to, you can get greater perspective and really just get into the helicopter. That's what I describe it as, right? Get You can get into the helicopter in many different ways. It's just a metaphor for zooming out and surveying the land, right? Surveying the land. And I think there was some things that I really did and I, I sort of considered and reflected on over a period of time, I didn't rush into this, to really hone in on my intention so that every application that I made was intentional, right? Every application I made wasn't an accident. It was a, if you give me this job, I will say yes, provided there are no red flags or unovercomable. I just made up that word, red flags. So here are some of the things that I considered to really hone my attention. Are there things that I haven't considered or seen? So for me, I am a community manager, but what does that look like under other names and industries and different sort of forums? So then it started to show me what I like to call like the cousin careers. So things like employee engagement. I had a friend who asked me about um, DNI. Uh, I had someone else who suggested learning and development, program management, right? Um, all of these things came up as sort of cousin careers. Because when you strip away the title and you look at the role, responsibility and the tasks, I'm able to go, actually, that's a huge chunk of what I did as a, a community manager. So I could, I could make an assumption that I would be relatively fulfilled in this role. So let me look wider than I maybe would. And let me, again, not judge a book by its cover, i.e. the title, and really dig deep in what is expected of the person in the role. The next thing that I reflected on is how do I want to feel about the work that I do? For me, that's impact, right? And I'll go into it another day, but that was a huge thing that just came to the forefront in my time in Jamaica and my time with family and that time sitting in the silence. I want to feel like I'm contributing positively to the world and to people and to folks. And that's important to me. And not that it wasn't important to me before, but I'm I'm being choosy. Like it's bumped up a bit for me in terms of the list of wants and needs. The other thing is what skills would I like at the forefront? Now, I always approach this conversation from a privileged lens and I'm gonna be honest about that. There are a bunch of my skills that I get to use in my business, which means that I don't go into a role expecting to razzle-dazzle and show them all of my talents. I stopped, stopped expecting that quite a while ago, to be fair. But I can still be intentional to say, okay, look, if I'm working five days a week, six hours out of an eight-hour day, what do I want to be doing? right? What skills do I want to be executing? What skills do I want to be developing, right? So there's some skills that you show up and razzle-dazzle. Like I told you, a talent is also a skill. A talent is also a strength. So again, skills, strengths, talents. What are those that I want at the forefront? Which ones do I want to develop? 
And then also last but not least, but what would I like to achieve three, six, nine months into the role? Now, this can feel a bit premature when you're pre-application, but I guarantee you, if you are struggling to think where you would be in this role nine months on, the job description is either very dry and very lacking, or you are very uninspired by the role. And the reality is, if you, like me, are looking for a permanent full-time position, you need to set yourself up for success in terms of seeing potential, right? It's like dating. Are we going to continue to go on dates when I already know from date one, it's just not a vibe, it's not a go? No, we're not, because I don't want to waste my time. I want to waste your time. There's somebody out there who meets you and is just like, yeah, it's a forever thing. That's not me. So let's be honest. Let me not even submit my CV for this one. Heck, let me not even save it. Okay. Let me not even click the apply button because LinkedIn be sneaky and LinkedIn will be being like, oh, did you actually apply for this? Data folks. I used to work in data. Data is everywhere. So those are just a few things to consider. And so for me right now, as I speak to you, yes, we are in April. Um, I'm still interviewing for roles as we speak, which means that the April behind the scenes is going to be interesting because there are more interviews actually taking place versus applications. Um, I'm spending a lot of my time working with one-to-one clients. I've recently upgraded the Vault community into a fully-fledged like community space with a circle space and currently designing courses to really upskill. Um, really diving deep into this research around burnout, overwhelm and underwhelm, and just really using that as a reflection point for how it's shown up in my own career and how I've been able to navigate it. Because I used to suffer from burnout so badly and I haven't burnt out in, I'm probably going to say two to three years, like height of pandemic was the last burnout. Overwhelm, yeah, I know her, but there's elements that we can condense so that we can help folks. And that's what's at the core of the the Vault community is actually creating ambitious careers that are free from burnout, overwhelm and underwhelm. So digging deep into other people's stories is a big, big priority for me as I go forward into April. And ultimately, I'm going to answer a question that I ask all of my podcast guests, which is what is your career currently teaching you? And again, I'm answering this retrospectively. Please believe I did write these notes for this and the key points for this in March. So it still is very genuine. It just took a little while to record. Um, Tech time, no man. Literally, right? One of my grandfather's favorite phrases is no worry yourself. There is an element of rest. There's an element of ease. There's an element of if I keep sowing the seeds, a flower will bloom. And it can be difficult to sit in that space when you want to get a job yesterday. You want to close the sale yesterday. You want the opportunity. You want the promotion yesterday. You want all the things that you want, like quick, 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 quick. And sometimes there's so much lost in that speed, in that velocity, right? It's like when you're in a car that's moving so fast through a beautiful area. By the time somebody goes, oh my gosh, look over there, you've missed it, right? You have absolutely missed it. And nobody wants to feel that way about their life. You don't want to feel like you're missing your life because you're hurrying it on. I say that as somebody who has recently come back from a funeral. Mortality is real. We can talk about that on an episode inside the vault. But the other thing my career is teaching me is that I can only do what I can do and that's a hell of a lot. I'm immensely supported, resourced and talented to do what I need to do. I think sometimes 
we can forget that we are supported. I end a lot of my one-to-one coaching sessions asking my clients how I can support them or how they can be supported. And it throws them for a loop because they're like, eh, I thought this was about me and it's all me and it's my own mind. But actually when they sit down and sit with it, they go, actually I can ask my partner to cook on that night or I can ask my sister to babysit or I can they give themselves permission to be supported or to tap into the support that's there their mind goes back to all the people that go let me know what you need anything you need I'm here and they take them up on that offer and that's such an empowering thing to do because it's important to recognize that we don't do these things alone like we don't navigate life alone and then the last thing which is going to sound so so abstract but it's really time to get into the crevices and really pay some attention to what I'm describing as the skirting boards of my career. So context, dad's a carpenter, okay? So if your chore was to sweep and mop a particular area of the house, best believe you need to make sure that you're also getting the dust pan and brush and you're brushing off, like the skirting board needs attention. We cannot have a layer of dust, not even a layer, we can't have specs of dust on the top of the skirting board because then that means you haven't cleaned the floor. This is what I am talking about when it comes to my career. What have I overlooked, right? What's in the crevices? What are the skills that popped up for a little while and then disappeared that I'd like to pull out and go, hey, come back, come back, right? What are those things? What are those smaller details in terms of my clients and my coaching? Where can I upskill? Um, where can I really, really build frameworks and tools really in the spaces that I really love to support people with, right? One of those crevices is me doing this big research on burnout, overwhelm and underwhelm. I know my experience, I know the experience of my clients, but what, where's the nuance? Because if I can get the nuance, then I can create something that is a genuine solution for not just me and people exactly like me, but for a wider range, a more diverse range of industries, backgrounds, ages, demographics, something that's holistic. Um, and that's something that I'm really passionate about because too many success stories are shot, stopped short because of burnout, because of overwhelm, because of underwhelm. So many things don't reach the light of the day because of it. And this is something I've spoken about before. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic is um, one of the things that really encouraged me to start my business and really take a purposeful approach to my career because it really does pose that. It really, She has an amazing metaphor about all the ideas that just never get brought into the world. Or when you switch on, I don't know, your TV, you open up Instagram, you go, I had that idea. Yeah, you did, and you did nothing with it. It's not personal. The idea is on a mission to be brought to life. So what are you doing today to bring those ideas, those concepts, those technologies, those innovations to life? And that's not me saying that everybody should be an entrepreneur, everybody should be a founder, everybody should be an inventor. That is not what I'm saying. But we each have our own mission. We have our own tools in our hand, right? Our skills, strengths and talents that we can apply to create change, to create impacts, right? And anything that gets in the way of that, I'm on a mission to eliminate. Or at least come to battle with some, some challenge, right? To, to resource you with some tools around that. So that is 
a wrap on my March career behind the scenes. As I promised, the April one will likely be coming out like in the first three days of April because I have an amazing podcast editor. He's very speedy. Um, no, it won't come out in April. I just did that wrong. It will come out May. <laughs> See? And he's going to listen to this and go, what's happening in life? But ultimately you won't have to wait two weeks to find out what was going on in the month before. And like I said, comment below, reach out, uh, jazz at justjazz.co, DM me if anything in this resonated, or you want me to dive a little bit deeper on everything because I am here for it. And thanks for joining. See you later, folks. Don't forget to reach out with any gems you took away. My DMs and inbox are always open and waiting to hear. And if you liked this episode, you should probably join the crew. So sign up to the Monday Memo to get weekly messages that put you back at the center of your ambitious career. With passion-filled musings created to educate and inspire, you'll have everything you need to fuel your ambitious career this year. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.